expectation and expectancy that is what the Lord will reveal in what we do. The Lord is going to reveal it. And if we understand that God calls us to a mission for which that's what we will most of us. And then next week we're going to open up this week with some of my favorite passages uh, as we talk about uh, not the suggestion that we would be people of love, but, but the compulsion, uh, the compelling of what Christ has done in us causes us to show love, uh, regardless of the, the, the perspective of our statistics and what we have done. Um, but, but today what I want us to do is, is we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10, because we're going to see something uh, explained to us when it comes to what does it look like to be a healthy church when it comes to how we see and what we should be doing. And, and my prayer is that we would understand that, that if our desire is to be part of God's building, his church, then we are his men. And what we're asking of the church to be in response to what we see. So let's, let's pray and then we'll, we'll get going with Hebrews. But, Father, we come to you. We thank you so very much for your word. We praise you that you would not just let us guess uh, what life should look like this week. But would you explain it to us? I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us. That, that when we get to some verses that talk about how incredible uh, some realities that you speak are that we find in Jesus, that, that your Holy Spirit would rise up in us a genuine love for your Son. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Now, if you never read the book of Hebrews, I would highly encourage you to spend some time with it. Uh, it, it just takes some time and allows God to speak and it, you can see in these words the great truth that's put on, that's put on display. And mainly it's simply this. Jesus is a good book. The author of Hebrews comes in and he just says, the book is telling you about who Jesus is and he's telling you about what he has accomplished, but he explains to you how he is three very important roles, plays three very important roles for you as our prophet, as our priest, and as our king. And so everything we do, and what we're going to see uh, is something very powerful about uh, building community in the middle of chapter 10, but, uh, but that's not, uh, we could take two verses and just say, Taking verses 24 and 25, what I want us to do is understand the motivation that invokes what he's invoking. Because what's going to happen is we're going to see something very beautiful take place. We're going to pick it up in verse 19 uh, in a second, but, but what is being said is, is really important because what's the first word in verse 19? Anybody? Sorry? Therefore. Okay, so anytime we get to the Bible, we get to that word, therefore. It means something has been established previously. Okay? And so what we want to do, we're not going to go all the way to verse 1, but I'm going to kind of bring us up to speed uh, and let us build some momentum so we can see and we can know what therefore is there for. Okay? Yeah? Nobody? Um, so, but the chapter begins by, by helping us understand how Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is sufficient for forgiveness of sins. Okay? It's, it's Jesus. That Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is sufficient for the forgiveness of sins. In the Old Testament, uh, the law, as a placeholder, the 
the sacrifices that they did in the Old Testament law was that they went through and come forward by offering the sacrifices over and over and over again. But it was important that you know when Jesus comes and sacrifices, he didn't sacrifice the tones for all things um, in our in our life. So we don't have to keep coming uh, back to the table and make the sacrifice. And so the better help us understand uh, this, it also commits us to these these five actions of, of building on these statements in verses 19 and 18 through 21. It really lays out the heart looking toward Jesus. So what we need to be aware of is this. Okay? So the way that I first do is draw our attention to how we relate to God. Then he's going to come in and say, this is how you relate with one another. And, and so and, and to say that I'm just So when the Father sees you in Christ, he sees Christ. 
almost uh, together with the process of identification, we must like to make them together and tolerate them in the That's how we do it. It's very easy.
we're talking about how we're treating everything, that the emphasis isn't what we can get from one another, but what we can contribute to one another. Thank you. 